Hi, I'm Tina. And I'm Amber. And, and we're, we're the Slayer, Slayer Sisters. Sisters. Hello. Hello. We're back. We're back. Again. Again. <laughs> Don't go into Eminem again. Okay. One time. One time is good. So I really fun. wanted to, though. I know you did. You, were, you wanted to get into the whole... Oh, God. It's fine. It's fine. So, so episode six, part three. Part three. Covering some Jesse James and all the shenanigans that go with it. Got a little passionate last episode. It's we, only going to get we worse. Did. <laughs> <sighs> Disclaimer. It's only going to get worse. Buckle up. Buckle up. Or pull over. Or pull over. Or sit down. Whatever you got to do. Whatever you got to do. Have a drink. We sure are. We. <laughs> oh boy! This is why she loves me, guys. I do. I do. Absolutely. So we left off. We said we were going to in part three cover the Pinkertons. Oh, those fuckers! I know. I yeah. That's a yeah. So, Amber, why don't you tell us what is a Pinkerton? So, the Pinkerton were from the Adams Express Company. They were, well, okay, the Adams Express Company actually talked to the Pinkertons. They were a national detective agency. So, they were, and they didn't just, like, pick up bad guys. They also um, were, like, looking for urban professional criminals, and they also provided industrial security, such as strike breaking, which for anyone who doesn't know what that is, it's just basically they keep the peace during a strike. So they were somewhat of law enforcement pieces of shit. Somewhat bounty hunters with no limits. Garbage. Yeah, I know. I'm not a, I no, I know. I was not a fan. They they pretty much had free reign. Yeah. Let's be honest. Uh huh. Oh, you have a badge now from us, so now you have free reign. No. Yeah, and, okay, so listen. There's things that we cover and will be covering in the future. So, for example, like, vigilante um, officers that go out, like, during the Wild West, you know, they're trying to keep the peace. Respect, okay? Highwaymen. I have huge respect yes. for highwaymen. These fuckers, absolutely not. No. They absolutely were, not. They were pretty, uh, pretty shady Sons of bitches. Well, let's they didn't, be honest. They didn't care. No, if they would go after your family if they could get to you. Oh yeah, absolutely. And I'm just not okay with that. No, there were there were no limits. There were no boundaries. No, no. So the Pinkertons are uh, get sicked on the the James Younger gang. Yep. And then doesn't go good. <sighs> no. No. Um, and it was because the gang had received support for some from so many Confederate former Confederate soldiers in Missouri. Um, that they eluded the Pinkertons for a really long time. Good for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so Joseph Witcher, who was an agent dispatched to infiltrate Zerelda Samuel's farm, um, he was found very quickly and killed. Great. Good job, James. Mm-hmm. James Younger gang. Way yeah. to... Protect the fam. Yep, absolutely. Again, family man. So then there were two other agents from the Pinkertons, and it was Captain Louis J. Lowell and John Boyle. And uh, they were sent after the Youngers. Lowell was killed by two of the Youngers in, in a roadside gunfight on March 17, 1874. 
Uh, but before he died, he fatally shot John Younger, killed him. And then um, Edward Daniels also died in the skirmish. Edwin Daniels, um, who was also part of the Pinkertons. So, so one for one. Yeah. It's fine. So Alan Pinkerton is the agency's founder and leader. I wish there was some way we could, like, I need a garbage truck sound <laughs> to tell you how much of a piece of fucking garbage this douche canoe is, okay? Yeah. Ooh. I, here comes ugh. the passion, folks. Buckle up. Yeah. So he took on the case as a personal vendetta, right? He's like, these fuckers, like, they cannot be caught. I'm going to catch them. End of story. Oh, so he had a mission. Oh, yeah. Oh, great. Um, so he began to work with former unionists who lived near the James family farm. Garbage. What are you... There are children in that home. Exactly. Well, again, <gasps> like we said, they didn't care. No, but okay. No. The thing is, why not... Okay. Oh, here we go. Why not scout the place out? You, right. Let's do some reconnaissance. Frank and James are not there. No. The it's, younger it's, boys it's, are not there. No. Leave the family the fuck alone. I know. <sighs> okay. They didn't care. Any way to get to them. So, Alan mm-hmm. decides to stage a raid on the homestead January 25th of 1875. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell them what they did, Tina? Uh, <laughs> so, apparently, they decide to throw an incendiary device into the house. Of course, it explodes. That's going to happen. So, you throw it into the house with a family... So, Archie Samuels killed. He was 14. Son of Jesse James. He was Jesse James' half-brother. Half-brother. Yeah. I'm sorry. That's okay. I apologize. Half-brother. And then, this explosion blows off one of Zerelda's arms. And then they have the audacity to deny that the raid's intent was arson. Oh, but, oh, but, but, you threw it in there. Also, there was a letter found from Pinkerton, Alan Pinkerton, that declared his intent was to burn the house down. But their intent was not arson? Garbage. Garbage. Killed a 14-year-old boy. And then... Zerelda is the mother of... Well, okay, so she technically would have had way more kids. But she's still, like, the mother of six children. Older or not, there's still young kids in that exactly. fucking farmhouse. What is wrong with you? Oh. <sighs> yeah, this is where garbage comes was, in. Was Zerelda a very passionate Confederate? Yes, she was. Okay, yes, she was. Is that kind of garbage? Yes, it is. Okay, it is. But. No excuse. She's a mother. You blew off exactly. her fucking arm. You killed her children. Do you honestly think that that's not going to fuel Jesse's revenge that much more? You exactly. killed his brother and fucking disabled his mom. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Though no, that's not going to infuriate him at all. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. No. Bullshit. And then you write a letter saying that you intended on burning the house down. Okay. But you know what? The uh, residents 
many of them, were completely outraged by the raid they're on the family they, home. As they should be. Furious. Yeah, I absolutely. Absolutely. Well, then the Missouri State Legislature narrowly defeated a bill that praised the James and the younger brothers and offered their, them amnesty. So just barely were they able to stop this bill from passing. Great. Yeah. So then the Confederates were then allowed to vote and hold office again. Yep. And this is still in 1875. In 1875. So then the former Confederates that were in the legislature voted to limit the size of rewards that the governor could offer for fugitives. Makes sense. Yeah. So you're not getting all these crazy off-the-cuff vigilantes out there, or Pinkertons, trying to do whatever they can, whatever measures it took, to apprehend these quote-unquote quote unquote fugitives. But it also um, pretty much extended a measure of protection to the James Younger gang because it minimized the incentive for attempting to capture them from anyone. Well, good. Uh, but the governor offered rewards higher than the new set limit for Frank and Jesse James because he's garbage. How is that? Garbage. <laughs> So, you have this law that says you have to limit it, yet he didn't follow it. No, because apparently the governor's like, it was that fucking Crittenden fucking piece of garbage anyways. He's like, you know what? I don't care what this law says, you fucking Confederates. I'm going to get these cocksucks no matter what. Listen. Listen, Crittenden. I hope you died a painful death. Let's hope. I'm hoping. Garbage. Anyways, oh god, here we go, guys. Uh, Breathe. I'm trying. I know. I, it I know. gets worse. I'm, it gets worse. It okay. does. It does get worse. Oh, How does it get worse? <gasps> okay, so April 12, 1875, across a creek and up a hill from the James's house was the home of Daniel Ask Ask you Ask Q. Just I'm not saying Ask you. Ask you. <laughs> Um, he was thought to have been killed by Jesse James or his gang because um, they suspected him of cooperating with the Pinkertons in January of 1885 in the arson of the James' house. Uh, probably because they didn't say they were working with fucking union supporters around the area. Yeah. Fuck you. There are kids in that house. I hope it hurt. <laughs> God. Again. Garbage. Yeah. Garbage. So this is the start of the downfall of the gang, uh, guys. So September 7th of 1876, which was opening season of hunting in Minnesota. Deer hunting, by the way. Not people hunting, deer hunting. Right. Let's clarify. Deer hunting. Um, the James Younger gang attempted to rob the First National Bank of Northfield, Minnesota. It was after this robbery. They went to my, mom, my grandmama's house. <laughs> Anyways. A little bit of tidbit of... Cool history. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, but the robbery quickly went wrong. And afterwards, only Frank and Jesse remained alive and free. That's it. That's it. Just the two. Yeah. So Cole and Bob Younger um, said they selected the bank because they believed that it was associated with the Republican politician Albert, or Albert Ames. I'm sorry, guys. 
I think it was supposed to be Albert. I think it's just like I was writing fast. That's Anyways, okay. Um, he was the governor of Mississippi during the Reconstruction. And uh, also Union General Benjamin Butler. Ames' father-in-law was... Um, whoa. Okay, Butler was Ames' father-in-law and the Union commander of occupied New Orleans. Um, so that's why they picked the bank. Yeah. So Ames was a stockholder in the bank, but Butler absolutely had no connection to it. So oh, wow. they attempted to rob the bank at 2 p.m. Um, and to carry out the robbery, they divided into two groups. So they had three men in the bank, two guarded the door outside, and three remain, remained near a bridge across the adjacent, adjacent square. Um, the men inside were thwarted. Because, okay, so I just, I wait, oh, this man is a hero. Okay, listen, I still love Jesse James, don't get me wrong, but this man, he was a cashier, his name was Joseph Lee Hayward, he refused to open the safe. He falsely claimed that it was secured by a time lock, even as they held a Bowie knife to his throat and cracked his skull with the pistol, of the butt of a pistol. Oof. He refused to open didn't matter the what safe. they did. He it wasn't didn't. opening. Okay. Okay, Hayward. That we took some. Haywood. We see you, Haywood. Yes. We see Major you. Major courage. Major courage. Um, the assistant cashier was Alonzo Enzo's bunker. Um, he was wounded in the shoulder as he fled through the back door of the bank. Because you had people on lookout. Yes. So the residents of Northfield grew suspicious of the men guarding the door and raised the alarm. Northfield residents in 1875 in Minnesota were savage. They were not putting up with shit. That was their home and fuck anyone who was going to come in and cause harm or do damage. Yeah, they were like, no, this shit is not happening. No. No. They, no. So, the five bandits outside fired into the air to clear the streets, but the townspeople took cover and literally started firing from protected locations. They were like, fuck you. <laughs> no, we no. got guns too. Oh, you think you can shoot at me? Even if it was in the air, they're like, no, 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 you're going to die. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, that's um, what happens. So, they shot two of the bandits dead and wounded the rest. So, two dead, three wounded. Couldn't even shoot back. So. That's what happens. Northfield residents. Good on you. God, you're badasses. Yeah, absolutely. Hello, Minnesota. So the bandits inside turned to flee. Unfortunately, one of them shot the unarmed cashier, Hayward, Haywood, in the head. Oh. I know, that broke my heart. Like, I literally got teary-eyed. The man, oh, so brave. So brave. No, so brave. absolutely. Listen, absolutely. if there is... And I don't think we've reached that far yet, but eventually, when people start really listening to us, if there are any descendants of uh, Mr. Joseph Lee Haywood, be damn proud Absolutely. of your ancestor, because he was he a was hero. A, he was a hero. I mean, imagine how many lives he saved. Exactly. Absolutely. So the gang barely escaped Northfield. They left two dead companions behind, and... Uh, also killed Nicholas Gustafson. Well, there's a Minnesota name for you. He was a Swedish immigrant from Millsburg community west of Northfield. So, once again, for the people that lost loved ones and maybe you don't know them, didn't know them, heard the stories about them, these people didn't deserve to die. No, absolutely not. 
No. And that's the part where, you know, like we said, that compass. That, this, of course, it was the younger gang that chose this location. And I'm not saying that Jesse James is clear or, like, off the hook for his part in this. No, absolutely Um, not. But I'm, I'm telling you, the people in Northfield that fought and... Yeah, they were like, they this were is not happening in our town. I Absolutely. don't care. The cashiers, um, Mr. Gustafson, those exactly. heroes. 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 Absolutely. So then, obviously, they're going to start a big, huge manhunt yep. for the remaining gang members. But the gang burned down 14 Rice County Mills shortly after the robbery to kind of elude the right. manhunt. Right. So they're worried about that. Be instead of worrying about trying to find Frank and Jesse James. Yeah. So, right. uh, Frank and Jesse actually split from the group and escaped to Missouri, while the rest of them, the wounded, were just kind of on their own. Yeah. Yeah. Bye. Yeah. Yeah. See ya. Um, and actually, the militia found the Youngers and one other bandit, which was Charles Pitt. And Pitt ti- Pitts. And Pitts died in a gunfight. And the Youngers were taken prisoner. Well... There you go. So then later in 1876, Jesse and Frank, then they resurfaced in the Nashville, Tennessee area. Mm-hmm. So they're quite a ways away from Missouri. Yep. After that, leaving everybody behind. And they went by the names Thomas Howard and B.J. Woodson. Huh. Huh. When they visited my grandma, <laughs> Jesse went by the name of Tom Howard. Tom Howard. Huh. Yeah, yeah. There's proof in the pudding right there. Sure is. So Frank kind of seemed to settle down after that. Jesse, of course, being the younger of the two, he still remained settled or restless. But I think it was still the revenge thing. I don't think it was. Right. It wasn't that he was like, I just want to commit all these crimes and blah, blah, blah. No, it was, it was still in his. Yeah, he still had that. Yep, yeah, he still had that in him. So he decides to recruit a new gang in 1879, of course, returning to crime. There you go. Oh, yeah. They held up a train in Glendale, Missouri, which is now part of Independence. And that was October 8th of 1879. And the beginning of the new crime spree starts. Yep. And that included the holdup of a federal paymaster of a canal federal, oh, what, of a canal project. In Killen, Alabama. Yeah. And then, two more train robberies. So, the new gang decides it's not made up of battle-hardened guerrillas. So, they start to turn against each other. And then, guess what happens? Oh, I don't know. You tell us. They're captured. Huh. Well, that's because you guys aren't keeping it together. Exactly. You're all worried about who's better than who. But then, you know, with everything that going going on, Jesse grew super suspicious of the other members and ended up scaring one of them and killing the other. <laughs> well, there, that'll take care of that. I mean, like, he has to think about him and, like, he's got kids to get back to in a way. Right. He's not, he doesn't want to be betrayed. No. And little does he know. Anyways. Little does he know. Oh, mm-hmm. God. So, now that he scares off one member, kills another, 1879, their gang, that's still whoever's left. Not many. Not many. 
robbed two more stores in far western Mississippi. One was Washington in Adams County, and the other one was Fayette in Jefferson County. And they get about $2,000 in cash from the second robbery. So not, not a big haul. No. No. So they decide, after that robbery, they're going to take shelter in some abandoned cabins on the Kemp Plantation, which was south of St. Joseph, Louisiana. Of course, you get a posse together. Mm-hmm. You know, that's... Normal reaction. That's what's going to happen. You're robbing shit, guys. Yeah, you're robbing shit. A posse's coming. A posse is coming after your ass. Yeah. Killed two of the outlaws, but they failed to capture the entire gang again. These boys were slippery. Oh, very slippery. Especially very the slippery. James brothers. But I think that had a lot to do with their education. Like right. them being so well educated, they had a way. Yeah, they were like ten steps ahead of law enforcement. They really were. No. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So in 1881, local Tennessee authorities were getting pretty suspicious, right? Well, yeah. So the brothers decided they were returning to Missouri. Good um, idea. So J- Jesse moved his family to St. Joseph's, Missouri, November of 1881, not far from where he was born. But Frank decided he needed to move to a way safer area because... He, Missouri was a bit of a hot spot. Yeah. So yeah. He, he went to Virginia. Oh, um, there you go. They literally intended to give crime up. They were going to be done. They'd been doing it for a while. They'd made their money. Uh, and the James gang was now only Jesse and Frank. So Not really a gang. What's the point, you know? Like, right. Like, okay, let's be done. We haven't been captured yet, so let's just, uh, let's do, just settle down and let it go. But didn't happen, did it? With the gang being annihilated, Jesse only trusted the Ford brothers, Charlie and Robert, who actually were his cousins. Okay. So it's a family event. Uh, not really. Okay. <laughs> so Charlie had been out on a couple of raids with Jesse. But okay. Rob, Bob, Robert, he was an eager new recruit. He oh, was like, learn. let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Um, the only problem is... During one of the raids, Bob had been captured. Oh, shit. And uh, he was taken into custody, and goddamn Governor Crittenden, or whatever the fuck his name is, it's not in front of me, but he, uh, oh yeah, right there, Crittenden, yep. Uh, He told Bob that there was this reward. Oh, shit. Uh-huh. So he sent him back out. Oh. To join Jesse. Oh, okay. So now we have uh This is... Oh, I'm get. I get now, real hot. Now we have a rat. I get real hot. Okay. Now so we have a rat. For protection, Jesse had asked for the four brothers to move in with him and his family because it is literally Jesse, Z, his wife, and his two young children living in this house in... Uh, St. Joseph's, Missouri. We'll get more into that house and that later. Um, but he needed to feel safe. His kids and his wife and his kids were with oh, him. Right, and this is his cousin. Mm. Okay. Um, so Jesse often stayed with uh, the Ford brother's sister, Martha Bolton. I'm not going to lie, he was totally spent with her. Uh, uh. And, okay, so here's the deal. There's no 
nothing that ever that says in anything. And I went through a lot of shit because I want to know: Are you a skeezy cheater, Jesse James? Was he? I didn't find anything that said he was. I honestly think he was madly in love with his wife. So he he was smitten. There was no other children though, besides the children he had with Z. Okay. So I think. Yeah. Listen, I mean that's a logical conclusion, Jesse. Don't you prove me wrong, sir. <laughs> Don't you hurt me like that. <sighs> so that's his cousin. Cousin. Like like legit cousin. His legit cousin. He so. was not a legit cousin. No. Okay. So he's he's kind of got got a warm spot for mm. for his cousin Martha. Yeah. But then you got Bob being a rat and yeah. an informant for Crittenden. Yeah, because he made... Okay, so Crittenden literally made capturing the James brothers his top priority. And in his inaugural speech, he declared that no political motives could be allowed to keep them from justice. Boy. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, he, had, he, had a, he had a hard-on for them, didn't he? Yeah, because, okay, obviously, barred by the law, he could not offer a large reward, but... He turned to the railroad and express corporations to put up $5,000 bounty each for the delivery of the James brothers. In addition, there was another $5,000 for um, conviction of either of them. Oh, yeah. So that's not going to bring out the wackos. Ten grand? Yeah. Uh, plus, he's got his cousin, Bob, as a rat. <laughs> okay. Buckle up, everyone. <sighs> this kills me. Okay, are you ready? I don't, I'm not ready. Are you ready? Okay. I'm ready. April 3rd, 1882. The Fords and Jesse and his wife and children had just had breakfast. And uh, they were going to, they went, they all went into the living room because they were going to travel to Platte City for a robbery. Um, and Jesse was just in there reading the newspaper and he learned that the gang, a gang member, Dick Little um, had confessed to participating in Wood Heights murder. Uh, so Jesse was like, "What the hell?" Yeah, he's another outlaw. Why didn't Charlie and Bob tell me about this? Right. right? So now this is in the back of his head. And he's like, "What the hell's <sighs> going on?" So Robert. Bob later said that he believed that Jesse had realized they were there to betray him. So instead of confronting the brothers, oh guys, he walked into the living room and laid his pistol on the sofa. Jesse James's last words were, that photo is awfully dusty. Because he had turned around and noticed a photo on the wall that had dust on it. He climbed up onto a chair reached for the photo, and Bob grabbed his own weapon and shot an unarmed Jesse James in the back of the head, killing him. his family. In the other room. In the other room. His wife and two children. Yeah. Oh, you (sighs) son of a bitch. So, Jesse's two previous bullet wounds and his partially missing middle finger... Served to possibly, positively identify his body. 
Although, he was only 34 years old, and I've seen the pictures of him, his death photos, you could still, you could see. I mean, like, he had a beard, and it looked like he had gained some weight. Still, handsome man. Okay. Betrayed by his own family. Yeah. Shocker. Fucking cock suck. Mm. So, obviously, Jesse's death became a national sensation, right? Right. Right. Um, I actually think we should pause here before we go on. Because we're running out of time. We have a few minutes so we can talk about the death because it makes me sick. So he re <clears throat> he reads in the paper, has the suspicion. You think, honestly, he kind of knew that's why he laid that down? Trying to see, are they really conspiring it against me? It was kind of like a quote-unquote trust fall. I also think that maybe he was tired. <clears throat> At, which... I, that makes sense. I mean, so, previous to all this, I guess I forgot to put this in my notes, but Jesse had once said, they will never take me alive. Direct quote from Jesse James. They will never take me alive. He knew. As long as Jesse James was alive, he was going to keep doing what he did, and he was going to keep hiding his family. He was going to keep hiding out. He was going to elude the law. It would right. have to take someone close to him... To bring him down. To bring him down. Yep. And I think it I think it was the fact that he figured it out way too late. At that point he was like, why fight it? Right. His wife and children were in there, they could have gotten hurt. I, and I know, I know Jesse did not want that. He no, did not absolutely want no. He did everything in humanly possible to keep his family safe. Yes. Absolutely. If that meant moving them multiple times, that's what it took. Mm -hmm. All he wanted was for them to be safe. Because he truly did love his wife and children. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, and and that's why his they, cousin shoots him in the back of the head. Well, that's why they kept moving away and not going back to his family farm. Because he was also trying to protect his mom right. and his siblings and his stepdad. You know, like, that was Jesse's biggest thing. Family. Family. Family first. No, so absolutely. I, I think at that point he was just like, I don't have a choice. I don't. Right. He didn't have anyone there to back him. No, he didn't. Well, because Frank was in Virginia. Yeah, so he was never going to win a gunfight between Charlie and him and Bob. No, there was. It was two to one. It was two to one. Yeah, and I think honestly, as brave as Jesse seem to be, I honestly think he chose to turn his back because he did not want to face death. That is a very strong possibility. Mm -hmm. He was like, oh look, a dusty picture. Yeah. Kind of like, I know it's coming. I know you're betraying me. I know you're betraying me. I figured it out. I'm just going to go over here and fix this and hopefully all you do is shoot me and you don't do anything to my wife and children. Yeah. You well, know? and that's what they, it was Jesse they wanted. There's no bounty on the, no. or the kids' heads. No, and that's what they wanted. So they were they like, wanted Jesse. We're going to get this money, and this is how we're going to do it, and that's what they did. And Jesse was like, okay, I yep. mean. Hope it was worth it, you sons of bitches. 34 years old. Crazy. He was young. Yeah, absolutely. And like I said, I know the things he did were absolutely fucking horrendous. I do think there would have been a point in his life when he would have been like, okay, 
enough's enough. Enough's enough. And even if that was turning himself in and spending the rest of his life in prison or hiding out and never create, or, you know... Committing uh, any more crimes. Yeah, yeah. I think Jesse yep. would have eventually been like, okay, I've got my revenge, enough is enough. Enough is enough. <sighs> but he was young, and he still had that revenge mindset and in the him. restlessness and the restlessness yep absolutely absolutely oh, it breaks my heart i don't know have you seen the jesse james movie uh starring brad pitt as no. jesse james well good god oh. i gotta start writing these movies down you don't it tell is me this. so good and jesse james portraying or being portrayed by brad pitt Really good. Oh, my God. And the final scene of that movie, when he climbs up on that chair and dusts off the picture, I bawled. Knowing what was coming. I bawled like a baby. He did a phenomenal job. Just saying. Good job, Brad Pitt. Okay. If you ever listen, good job. Yeah. Love you. Yes, absolutely. So, part four. Yep. Is going to be, now we're going to, when we hit, do part four, we are going to get into, obviously, what happened after Jesse's death. What happens to the Ford brothers, all of that. What happens to the family. So you're definitely going to want to stay tuned for that. Again, and we thank hauntings. you. And the hauntings. Again, as always, we love you guys. Please keep following us. Please keep um, contacting us, giving us your feedback. Make sure you absolutely keep tuning in because, again, part four is coming up. You don't want to miss it. That's right. I'm Tina. And I'm Amber. Darkness Darkness is our way of life. See you in the mirror next time. time.